0: This life study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. We're very happy once again today to have Dick Taylor in the studio to fellowship with us about these wonderful messages from Genesis. Dick, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Glad to be back. These are wonderful messages.
0: They sure are. Today... We're going to come to chapter 15 of Genesis and a life study entitled, The Seed and the Land for the Fulfillment of God's Purpose. Dick, related to God's purpose, two promises were given concerning the seed and the land. Would you say something about these two promises as an introduction to today's message?
1: The promises that the Lord gave Abraham in his calling him was not just really some things in the Old Testament he mentioned the seed and the land but as we see in this message we'll see the intrinsic promise was that he would give Abraham and his seed himself we have been called to enjoy Christ as the seed and Christ as the land both the seed and the land are just Christ
0: it's quite something to see that these are really Christ himself and not just something from him or even about him
1: that's right that's the good point.
0: Let's join Witness Lee Dick with today's life study of Genesis chapter 15.
2: Tonight we have come a great turn of Abraham in his experience of God. A great turn. Thus far, what we have seen in Abraham's experience of God, I would say it's altogether something Outward. Firstly, he was called by God. He answered God's calling. That was absolutely something outward. Nothing inward. Just something outward. He went down to Egypt. God took good care of him outwardly. And he got a lot of things. Kettles. Servants, maids, all outward. And even uh, the victory uh, he won through the fighting was on things outward. Allow me to say this. Even Melchizedek, what he brought to him was also something outward. Up to the end of chapter 14, whatever Abraham had experienced was outward. I tell you what. Abraham had experienced to the end of chapter 14 was all the lessons in elementary school. Now God is coming to put Abraham in the college. God came in. And God said to him, Abraham, fear not. Why God says fear not? Because he was fearing. He was fearing of what? He was afraid of his enemies. God said, you don't need to fear. I am your shield. Be at peace. Not only I am your shield to protect you, but also I am your great, even exceedingly great, reward. There must be a seed born of yourself. Then God said, you count the stars in the sky. Could you tell the number? Let me tell you. Your seed will be just like the stars. It was, listen this, it was at that juncture. Abraham believed in the Lord. And that believing was counted back to him by the Lord as his righteousness. Amen. It was at that time, and it was there he got justified. Amen. I tell you, this is justification by faith. Amen. For him to have a seed is... Absolutely not a matter outward. It is absolutely a matter inward. He tried to make even this matter an outward one. In today's poor religion, I would say, nearly none would care for the inward experience always the outward experience always always i tell you in today's nearly whole religion what is being taught there the highest is just up to the end of chapter 14. well right away you may argue for them don't they have justification by faith It's not justification by faith in chapter 15. Yes, they have justification by faith. But poor religion today even has made the matter of justification by faith an outward thing. I have to point out to you, Abraham got justified by faith. Not in chapter 14. When she believed that God was the most high. When he believed that God was the possessor of heaven and earth, then God counted that kind of faith back to him as his righteousness. No. Not that kind of faith. What kind of faith? The faith that believes in something that God would work into you. To believe in God that he will supply all your daily f- supply or daily food okay? that faith is good but that faith is not so precious in the eyes of God then what kind of faith is precious in the eyes of God it is the faith that you believe in God that he will work himself into you Dick,
0: we are seeing a major transition taking place in God's dealing with Abraham here. Uh, From mere outward things to much more inward dealings. We all realize, I think, that we tend to look for God in the outward things. But he is much more interested in the inward. I'm curious about this last point regarding justification. What does Witness Lee mean that Religion has made even justification an outward thing.
1: This is an excellent question. We tend, even as believers, to just focus on outward things. We may ask the Lord, Lord, uh, I need a better job. Well, the Lord may answer our prayer, but we have to realize the Lord's desire is not to give you a thing, but to give you more of himself. And even justification, sorry to say, could be just an outward thing where we kind of believe in Jesus Christ and his redemptive death, but in an outward way, and therefore uh, uh, we are justified. But we have to realize that even justification is the experience of Christ as the crucified and resurrected Redeemer and Savior coming into us so that God can approve us. So our believing in him is an experience, not just of something outward, but of he himself as the redeemer and the savior. Therefore, we're justified.
0: Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's go back to Witness Lee for more of today's life study.
2: Today's Christians are mostly caring for a kind of faith. That believes in God for doing things hourly for them either to give them a good job or to give them the health or to give them the healing or to give them some promotion so many Christians all have this kind of faith but well, let me tell you, this faith of this kind of faith is gold, but not so precious, so dear in the eyes of God that he would count this kind of faith as a righteousness to you. What kind of faith Abraham had that was counted as the dear righteousness to him by God? The faith. That he believed in God, that God could work something into him. It is not to give him some bread and butter. It is not to give him more kettles. It is not to give him more maids, servants, manpower. No. It is to work something into him. And this something wrought into him will bring forth a seed. Yeah. Well, up to now, is this clear to all of you? Yeah. Let me check with you. What kind of faith do you have? I tell you, nearly all the Christians today appreciate the kind of faith that believes God will do All things we need for our daily life. We appreciate a kind of faith that believes in God as the most high God. As the possessor of heaven and earth. Some among you would say, my, if I could have such a high faith, I'll be satisfied. (coughs) This is not the dear faith so precious in the eyes of God right. the precious faith that we need is the faith that we believe God is working himself into our being Amen. some heavenly seed will be brought forth by the something right in us Amen. if I just could inscribe this one thing into your being right. I feel so good Amen. let me say this yes Abram got the most high God to protect him and to protect his wife right and he got a lot of material things Kettles, maize, and so forth. Right? And he gave all the choices to Lot. Right? And he even won the victory over the four kings. Thus far, whatever he got, I tell you, had nothing to do for the fulfilling of God's purpose. Now, among us, we all know what is God's purpose. Right? God's purpose is to have a people. To express Him in His image. And to represent Him with His dominion. And to take the earth for His kingdom. From the very first page of the Bible, we have been told this was God's eternal purpose. To have a people to express Him in His image and to represent Him with His dominion and to take the earth for His kingdom. And we have seen when God came in to call Abraham and God promised Abraham to this effect that Abraham will have the blessing to represent God. And he will have the authority to form a big kingdom and God will have his kingdom on the earth through him. And this was and still is God's eternal purpose today.
0: Well, Dick Abraham had many experiences of faith, believing God for so many things. But Witness Lee is making the point that though this is a kind of faith, and we value it very much, to God it is not so precious. The precious faith is that which believes God for the inner working, that produces a seed for the accomplishment of his purpose. What does this refer to?
1: Well, the the key point here is that all the believing to this point, as we have heard related to Abraham was mainly for outward things for Abraham's existence. And this is a kind of faith. This is a kind of faith. This is a kind of believing in God. And we have to say, yes, uh, we're, we're very grateful. The Lord has given us many outward things for our existence. But this is not so precious to God. What's really precious is believing God for the inner working that produces the seed. And that's for the accomplishment of his purpose. So, the faith uh, to this point in Abraham's experience was mostly for outward things. But God, we must remember, God has an eternal purpose. Therefore, my experience of God by faith is not just for my existence but it's for the fulfillment of His eternal purpose. And uh, therefore, we need this very precious faith. And this very precious faith is really the inward working. That is, God Himself working Himself into us as the very believing element that puts so much of God in us that God Himself in Christ is produced in us as a seed. There's an increase of this God by the working of himself into us so that eventually there could be an expansion of this Christ in us, through us, out of us into many other human beings so that Christ is here, not only individually, but Christ is here in a corporate way in his body so that Christ could be expressed through Humanity for the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose. So the precious faith is the working of God himself into us.
0: This kind of view gives uh, so much more depth and detail and meaning to all these stories from Genesis, doesn't it?
1: Really, it really does.
0: Let's go back and join Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study.
2: Now, we must find out what were the things that were needed for the fulfillment of God's purpose at Abraham's day. Now, I must say again, you ought to see up to the end of chapter 14, all the things happened to Abraham were good for him to exist. But nothing was good for the fulfilling of God's purpose. To exist is one thing, to fulfill God's purpose is another. Today, in principle, it is the same. We have the education, we have the job, right? And we have all good things, no doubt, here in this country, by God's sovereignty, we do have a good living. All these are good for us to exist, but nothing is good for the fulfilling of God's purpose. What is needed for God's purpose is the seed. The seed is needed. It has to be that the Lord works himself into your very being. Amen. Amen. And let that there's something out of your very being to bring forth. Amen. I see Amen. Amen. Now you understand what it mean. Amen. Whatever you and I, whatever you ha- we have, I tell you, it's no good for the fulfilling of God's purpose. These are all natural. Your smart mind, your heart. Love. So emotional. It has to be something born in you. What is this something born in you? That is something the Lord would work himself into you. The Lord will do something to work himself into your being. You may ask me. What is the seed then? I tell you, the seed is just Christ Himself. The seed is just Christ Himself. I tell you brothers, whatever we have could never bring forth Christ. Whatever you have. Whatever. I don't care what you have. As long as it's something you have, that will never bring forth Christ. Your patience means nothing. Your yeah. kindness yeah. means nothing. Yeah. Your humility means nothing. Yeah. Your life means nothing. Your ability means nothing. Your good character means nothing. Nothing's born in you. It has nothing to do subjectively with you. It is altogether something objectively in your surrounding yeah. only the thing that God works into you. I tell this will bring forth the seed. And this will bring forth Christ.
0: Well, in this last section, Dick, it's, uh, of course, easy to see that the bad or poor traits in our character, such as slothfulness or jealousy, certainly cannot fulfill God's purpose. But Witness Lee mentions that even our kindness and humility also mean nothing. Help us understand all that's implied here, if you would.
1: This is a tremendous question, again, because it leads us to what we've been speaking about today and what our brother Lee is ministering. And that is that nothing we have Nothing we are in ourselves can ever fulfill God's eternal purpose. Uh, My good points, my strong points, you know, they can still never bring forth the expression of God in me because they are all inadequate. What I need for the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose and what all of us need is for God himself to be worked into us. And again, uh, God's desire is not just to use our kindness, our goodness, our love, but rather God wants to work himself as kindness into us, and himself as love into us, himself as righteousness and holiness, so that he could have a proper expression of himself in and through humanity. The human virtues and uh, character characteristics and qualities are not adequate. They are just a container. They're to contain Him. So this brings us back to the fact that God's desire is uniquely, in his, according to His eternal purpose, is to work Himself into us so that through us, we who are made in His image and with His likeness could be His expression. Apart from him being the content, we can never work out or fulfill his eternal purpose because we are just not adequate. More than that, we are fallen. We are sinful. So we need God's economy. We need the dispensing of God himself to come into us, not only to replace our slothfulness and our jealousy, but even our kindness and our humility could just be containers of God himself as the genuine article. Then he can be expressed through us for the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose. I'm so happy that we are not here uh, just trying to do something with what we have for God, but rather we're people who are in love with the Lord, opening our whole being to him, and just saying, Lord, fill me with yourself, so that through us, God's eternal purpose can be fulfilled because God is expressed through man
0: you know Dick it strikes me in listening that it may seem like we're repeating ourselves quite much yes but this point is so counter so foreign to our natural way of thinking it really bears this kind of repetition doesn't absolutely it, for us to get it
1: absolutely
0: a wonderful life study once again Thank you for being here and for being part of it. My privilege. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you have any questions or would like to find other Christians in your area who also enjoy this ministry, feel free to call us toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or you can email us radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.